Well, get your Bibles and let's go to John chapter 1. Woo! This is a message I'm excited to give you. This is a message that's been on simmer in my heart, and I can't wait to preach it for you today. This is the word of the Lord. It's his word, but it's coming from my mouth. <laughs> it's his word coming from my mouth. That's the, that's the title I'm preaching to you from today. His word, my mouth. And if you want a backup title for that, because this is my favorite title, but it's not good enough to put on YouTube. I'm the one. I am the one. I am the one. So I've got two titles today. That's okay. So his words, my mouth. And um, I'm excited for this message today. God showed me that somebody watching is, you already have what you're praying for. You already have what you're praying for. You've been asking, God, will you bless me? And God said, you are blessed. Was that a breath you just took? Is that a car you're driving? Can you hear this message? Can you see with your eyes? You are blessed. Is that blood running through your body right now? Stop asking for what you already have. Somebody's been praying, God, will you give me favor? There's nothing wrong with asking for favor. But just know, about 2,021 years ago, this man named Jesus hiked up a hill carrying a big old tree on his back, and he stood there and took the took the penalty of sin and death and hell off of your back. And so when you ask for a favor, just know it's already yours. And somebody's been praying, Jesus, will you give me peace? But he sent his spirit to be your comforter. He is the prince of peace. So just know what you're asking for, you already have access to. And if we went home right now, I preached a good enough sermon just then. And God just wanted me to share that with you. It's his words. It's just my mouth. But John chapter 1, and, and we are going to get into this thing starting in verse 19. Verse 19, this is about John the Baptist, who is not John the disciple who wrote this letter. This is the letter or the gospel of John, but not to be confused with John the Baptist, who we will be speaking mainly about today. And if you want to, um, if you're an overachiever and you want to go ahead and mark Jeremiah chapter one in your Bible, you can do that too. Verse 19. Now this was John's testimony. What's a testimony? It's what you say about something, about your story. Now, this was John's testimony. When the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was, who he was. And when it says Jewish leaders here, my Bible has a little note to let me know that these Jewish leaders were not just asking him, hey, buddy, you know, who, 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 um, who are you? No, they were asking in opposition and um, we're talking about confidence today. We're talking about confidence again. Yeah, we talked about that the last two weeks, and we're talking about it today. And, um, and anytime there is confidence, 
there will often be opposition. So you think, oh, you know, like, if I have confidence, then, then I won't have opposition. No, no, no. Confidence creates opposition. And I can hear you now. You're saying, Jackson, but isn't confidence worldly? Shouldn't we preach about the Bible? Because confidence is worldly. <laughs> Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is confidence. Faith is confidence. So, so we are not preaching about, oh, confidence, you know, like, um, like some worldly thing that we're after. This is from the B-I-B-L-E. It's what Jesus says about me. Now, faith, Hebrews 11.1, 1, is confidence. And we talked about that last week. So when we talk about confidence, we're not talking about arrogance, but we're talking about trust in God because faith is confidence. This is a message that God has put in my heart. I don't know if you can tell. I'm about to burst out of my skin to preach it to you. I love this message so much. That if you don't like it, I don't care. And I got a stainless steel custom bracelet made that says on the one side it says, Faith is confidence. And then on the other side, it has the subtitle to today's message, I am the one, because I want to I wanna remember that I am the one. And I want to remember that faith is confidence. So um, one of my friends was telling me, oh, make sure when you preach and you prepare that your sermon preparation and your devotion time are separate, that they're not the same. Because you don't, you don't want to study for your sermon and that be your devotion time. Um, and I wanted to lovingly reply to him and say, I know, but I can't help it. Because I'll be doing my personal devotion, the time I have set aside to hear from God, to hear his word. Because I spend the rest of my day surrounded about, about everybody, around everybody else's word. So I make sure to start my day, and if I can, even end my day with his word. Because that's who the, uh, the Pharisees were asking, John, who are you? You get that through his word, not your word, not the world's word, not social media, from his word. That's what we're talking about today. Let me read the rest of my text. I got carried away. We'll start from the beginning, if that's okay with you. Verse 19. Now, this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to, conf to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. That ain't me. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And that's the question I'm asking you today. Verse 22, what do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, 
I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord. God bless your word. Help me not to preach for four and a half hours on what you showed me in my time in your word. Lord, we need your word. We want to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. As I was walking into this beautiful building that we record in, I almost heard God whisper, who do you think you are? But not in the way we say it, like, what do you think? What? Who do you think you are? No, like, who do you think that you are? That is what the, the religious leaders were asking of John. Now, what you got to know about John the Baptist is this guy, he was not kosher. He was not normal. He did not do things the way the status quo asked him to do it. But he, he, his clothes was made of, of camel hair. So his wardrobe choices were not that of your normal religious leader who walked around in robes. Um, his diet was definitely, I've heard of keto, I've heard of Adkins, I've heard of, uh, you know, what, the Whole30, I've heard of vegan. I don't, I've never heard of this uh, JTB diet, John the Baptist, because he ate, he ate um, locusts and honey. So he was an interesting guy. And I mean, we got to just call it what it is, interesting guy. But John the Baptist, he knew who he was, and he knew who he was not. And my objective in today's message is really to, to build your confidence in yourself and in God. And those aren't two things. Those go hand in hand. We're going to talk about that today because that's what the Pharisees wanted to know about John. Verse 22, what do you say about yourself? And so they were asking him, they were trying to probably get him to mix up some words so that they could accuse him of a crime of heresy and they could put him in prison. So they asked him, they said, are you the Messiah? And he said, no, I am not that one. And that's, that's good to know. Like, I'm not God. I, I am not the Savior. I do not have all power. I do not have all authority. And I can't make sure everybody does their part. And I can't make sure that you do what you're supposed to. And I can't make sure that you do what you're supposed to. I can, I can do my best to have self-control, which is a fruit of the Spirit. But I don't get to control others, and I don't get to always control outcomes of certain situations. I am not God, and I am not the Messiah. And that's what they ask. Are you the Messiah? No, I'm not Jesus. I'm not the Savior. I'm, I'm, I'm John. I'm not Jesus. Are, are you Elisha? Trying to compare him to people that came in the past. But John came to do it a different way. So he was like, no, I'm not Elisha. 
I'm not Jesus. And they're just stuck trying to figure out who this creepy, crazy, weirdo guy is. Now, him and the, and the Jewish leaders, they did not see eye to eye. One time he pointed at him and called him, you brood of vipers. So they were not getting lattes after his sermon. Okay, this was not, this was not that kind of thing. But they came up to him probably with a little bit of accusation in their tone, asking him, verse 22, finally they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. And I think the world is asking us that question, like, who are you? Um, what do you say about yourself? What do you say about yourself to yourself? What do you say about yourself to others? What do you say about yourself to God? What do you say about yourself? My least favorite question I think you could possibly ask me is this question, and I feel like I haven't gotten it in a while, but it really irritates me when I do get it, where people will come up to you. It's normally people that don't really know you that well, and they're trying to get to know you, and they'll ask you this question, and they're all well-intentioned, and they ask you this question, and they phrase it in the third person, and they look at you, and they say, now, who is Jackson? And I want, I want to look at him and be like, what? I mean, he's blood, uh, flesh, muscle, bone, fat, HO2. I think my body's like 70-something percent water. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian. Is that what you want to know? Uh, I used to play sports, but I don't anymore. Um, uh, I, I like the Bible. I like to read. I like, what are you trying to, what, what do you want to, what do you want to know? Like, what are you, at, who is Jackson? And I'm like, ah, I don't, what are you, what are you trying to get me to say? Like, what answer do you want from me? Like, let me know, give me something more specific to work with than who is Jackson? Because honestly, I'm still trying to figure that one out. And, um, and I'm still working on that one. So if you could give me about 75 years and I might have an answer for you, who is? And I'm like what, like, what kind of question, what kind of human being could ask you that? Like if I turned the question on you, what would you say? Like, what do you want me to tell you in 30 seconds what's taken me 23 years to get to? Like, I don't know. Who is? It irritates me irritates me. Like, what are you, my therapist, trying to figure out what's going on my counselor trying to... What? Why don't you just ask me my favorite movie? <laughs> Why don't you just ask me, you know, do you like to... What kind of books do you like? You, do you read? Um, you know, what do you like to do in your free time? What do you think about... I don't know. Like, what? Why do you have to know who... A, like, that's just... I don't know. And that's what they're asking John. Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? 
Now, I'll tell you, the answer that you have to that question will determine the trajectory of the rest of your life. What do you say about you? What do you think about yourself? One guy told me, thoughts are things. So before it exists in your life, it was developed. The embryo of a thing is a thought. So what do you, what do you say about yourself? What do you think about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet. John did not go to his own mental Rolodex. He didn't say, oh, I'm, um, I'm John the Baptist. I'm a preacher. I've come to baptize and, and to do this and to make way. For... No, he didn't, he didn't consult his feelings. He didn't consult his emotions. He didn't con consult his past experiences that he had gone through personally. He did not He did not. He did not consult his present circumstance that he was in currently, but he answered with the words of Isaiah, the prophet from the Old Testament, from the Bible, from the word of God. And he said, it's not my words, it's his words, my mouth. Who are you, John? Are you Elisha? No. Are you the Messiah? No. Who are you then? Now, how you answer that question is so important. Who are, what do you say about yourself? And he did not answer with what others said about him. Because they're probably saying, that guy's crazy. That guy's, have you seen what he wears? Can you believe it? And he says he's a preacher and he's got camel hair looking at? No. But he didn't do that. He consulted the word of God. The word of God. I'm going to go on a rant. I hate when preachers stand up and say, you should read your Bible. Because that's like saying you should go the speed limit. Yes, I know I should, but tell me why. Why? Why should you read your Bible? Now, let's answer that question. Let's answer that question because what do you say about yourself? What do you think about you? Where do you get that answer? Do you get that answer from IG, from TikTok, from Snapchat, from Twitter, from Facebook, from the news, from, from the teacher at your school? Do you get it from your mom? Do you get it from your dad? Do you get it from the influencer that you follow? Do you get it from your favorite, from your favorite singer? Where do you get that answer? Or do you get it from the only book that matters? From the word of God. I am the voice of the one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. And he, he said, I, I don't get that answer. I don't get that answer from, from culture. I don't get that answer from popular opinion. I get my answer from God. It's his words, my mouth. What do you say about yourself? Yeah. Do you think 
you're not the one? Because God chose you. You. God called you, Ephesians says, before the world was created. He predestined you. He put your DNA in you. He handcrafted you. He calls you a masterpiece. And you want to talk about, no, I'm not the one. No, I guess I can't do it. No, I guess I've had too many mistakes. No, I guess I've had too many bad relationships. No, I guess I've gone through too much trauma. I am not the one. Ah, you want to chuck this Bible through the screen and get up in your face and tell you, you are the one. It's not arrogance. It's confidence. My confidence. It's my faith. Faith built on the word of God that says, that says, you are blessed. You are chosen. You are called. And you can get all that. And that's in here. That's in here. I read the NIV, Holy Bible, NIV. You can go read whatever translation you like. King James, I don't care. Message, doesn't matter to me. NLT, NIV, ESV, but you got to get it from here. Who are you? What do you say about yourself? He did not respond with his words. And he did not go around like the Pharisees. Because the Pharisees are asking questions about somebody else. But if they would have been focused on caring for and serving and loving the people that God had called them to serve and to love, they wouldn't have been running around asking questions like, hey, John, who do you say you are? But they would have been so concerned with the purpose that God had placed on the inside of them that they wouldn't have been walking around talking about how could they post that and how could they take that job and how could they move there and how could they do that and how could they start that and, and how could they post that and how could they vote for them? No, they didn't do if you're focused on your purpose, you're not worried about what the world is doing and you're not worried about what your neighbor is doing and you're not worried about what your cousin in Idaho is saying on faith. But if you get it from God, but I relate less <laughs> with John and more with Jeremiah because he didn't necessarily agree with God when God called him. Now, I want you to hear this before, before we talk about Jeremiah completely. There's one last thing I do want to say is that you are the one. You, you aren't the Messiah. You aren't Elisha. But you are the one. Well, no, Jackson, I'm just a, I'm just a stinky sinner saved by the grace of God. Yeah. And, and that God, that same God, 1 John 4, 4, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The one who is in who? It's in you. Ephesians 3, 20. Now, my God, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power, not my power. It's not my power. It's his power. 
oh, oh, hey, let me finish the verse, though, because I can't just leave you hanging. Because the rest of the verse says, with his, according to his power, that is at work within us. So I am the one, not because of me, because of who is in me, because of who called me. It's not me. John did not say, I am John the Baptist, the greatest, the goat, the best there ever was. He said, he went to the words of his father. He went to, turned in his mental dictionary Bible and said, what does God say about me? What do you say about yourself? I'm not going to answer that. I am going to answer with what God says. So when, when God called Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 says, the word of the Lord came to me. Oh, wait, whose word? The word of, the word of the Lord. So it's his words. It's not, it's not my word. It's not my opinion. It's not how I think they should do it. And if I was them, then I would. It's his, the word of the Lord came to me. So his word came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, I chose you, I called you. Before I put you in the womb, before I formed you in the womb, that must mean there's nothing I could do to, to, to make me more called. And there's nothing I can do to disqualify myself from the grace of God because before, before I you in the womb I knew you before you were born I set you apart I appointed you as a prophet to the nations now this is where we go oh well then that, the verse isn't about me because <laughs> I'm not Jeremiah and I'm <laughs> I'm not going to be a prophet to the nations <laughs> that's that's Jeremiah no but but God has appointed you as a husband to your wife God has appointed you as a leader in your school God has appointed you as a mom to those children. God has appointed you as an employee on that job to do all things unto him. So, no, you are not a prophet to the nations. And you don't need to turn off my sermon now and talk about, oh, I'm a prophet. You are appointed to what God has put in your life. And what, what God's appointed me over is different than what God's appointed you over. And God's given you a different calling, and God's given you a different avenue. And that doesn't mean I have to do it how you do it, and that doesn't mean you have to do it how I do it. What do you say about yourself? I'll, I'll consult with God on that one. Alas, Sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. 
I am too young. Verse 6. Now, I gotta move. I know I should hurry up and finish through this, but I gotta stop. I don't know if you caught this. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said. I said. I said. I used my mouth. I used my lips. And I said, I do not know how to speak. Because at first reading, I was like, yeah, I mean, God, that's a pretty valid reason right there. I mean, if he can't speak, then he's probably not going to be the best prophet to the nation. But then I realized, after further reflection, that he was not thinking to God, I cannot speak. He was telling God that I can't talk. Now, I don't know what to do with this. This is a Bible verse that is honestly going to confuse me. But then I realized it wasn't his lips that was the issue. It was what he thought about himself. It wasn't his mouth that didn't work. It was his mindset that didn't work. And so he said, I am too young and I can't speak, Lord. Don't use me. But the Lord said, but the Lord said, but the Lord said, I'm too young. Shut your mouth. But the Lord said, you remember two weeks ago, shut the door. But the Lord said, be quiet. Don't go with your word. Go with his word. You are the one. I am the one. It's his word. It's his calling. It's his purpose. It's his word. It's your lips. It's his word. It's my belief. It's what he says about me. That's my thoughts. It's his word. It's my mouth. His word. Do not say, but the Lord said. You need to start finishing, finishing your questions and sentences with that statement. Well, today, I'm just not really feeling up to it. But the Lord said, well, I'm kind of afraid about how this month is going to turn out. But the Lord said, he will never leave me or forsake me. I feel depressed. I'm anxious. I'm upset. I'm sad. But the Lord... But the Lord said, maybe I should order a second bracelet and put that, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young you must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not say, don't put your words in there. Say whatever I command you. Put my words in your mouth. Stop putting your words in your mouth and replace them. Put my words in your mouth. And do not be afraid, 
for I am with you. I am with you. What's 1 John 4, 4? 1 John 4, 4. The one who is in you is greater than the one in the world. The one, what did he tell Moses? I am. I am. The one. He is the one. His power, his power at work with, within me. So because he is the one and he called me, he forgave me, he chose me, it's not my power. It's not by works. It's by his grace. So because he called me, because he chose me, I am. I am with you. He is the one. I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. You need to start. You need to start declaring over your life what the Lord says. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth, and he said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See today, I appoint you over those children. See today, I appoint you over that job. See today, I appoint you over that region. See today, I appoint you over that relationship. See today, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Are we just going to keep saying these things or are we going to start believing them and applying them in our life? But the Lord said, I feel the two-week-old anointing shut the door. Do not say, do not say, I am too young, because you must go to everyone I send you to, because I have put my words in your mouth. When David said, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you, O God. Let the meditations, the repetitions, the things I say to myself over and over. What do you say about yourself? Let the meditations, let the repetitions of my heart, what I say inside myself about myself, let the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you, O God. Let the thoughts of my mind be acceptable unto you. Let the things I repeat to myself not be the things I say, but be the things you say. God, replace my mental diet that has been negative and fearful and 
disqualifying myself from the thing that you called me to do because, oh, I'm not there yet, or oh, I'm not old enough, or oh, I don't have the right words, or oh, I don't have the right experience. Most of us are on a mental diet of pizza and french fries and Oreos, and we wonder why we're mentally exhausted, but also mentally empty. just so tired because you have been meditating meditation isn't like um, but it's what you repeat to yourself somebody needs to put a reminder on your phone to go off three times a day and it needs to be a reminder that says what does God say about you because about halfway through your day, you're going to be like, I don't know if I have it. I don't know if I can do it. And then you're going to get that reminder, boop. But what does God say? But the Lord said, replace your mental diet that is full of empty calories. You know what empty calories are? Those are the things that you eat, but they're not good for you. So like pizza is an empty calorie because it really doesn't have a lot of nutrients. So it will fill you up, but in the end, it will leave you worse off. So you need to start filling yourself with the right thoughts. What do you say about yourself? Get the old words out and get the new words in because it's not your words on your mouth. It's his words, my mouth. I am the one. I am the one that God chose. I am the one that God predestined. I am the one that God called. And you are enough, not because of your power, but because of his power at work within you. Jesus, I thank you for your children. I pray that somebody listens to this message four times because they need to hear over and over and over again the right things, they need to hear over and over and over again what you say about them. They need to hear over and over and over what you've spoken, but the Lord said. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, God. Thank you for your power at work within me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, there's a couple things I'm going to ask you to do before you go. First, you can give. You can partner with us on a financial level at gracemovement.online. And when you partner with us, you help us get the good news and the gospel out um, so we can continue doing what God has called us to do and impact lives for the kingdom. Another thing you can do is share. Share the message. You can uh, text it to a friend, a family member. Um, you can put it on your social media and help us expand the kingdom that way. Finally, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss any of our content that we put out to build your faith, challenge, and inspire you. Well, I love you so much. Thank you.